the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along. A Monday edition of The Ride Home. It's another gorgeous day. I don't know, but it feels like spring, doesn't it? And quite honestly, as much as I love spring, and I think you do too, who doesn't love spring, I don't want it now. I think we have to do our due diligence to get the reward of spring. But uh, 50, 55 degrees, I I can't believe I I would even say this, but I, I would like it to be snowy. I think we need some snow here in WPA. Do we not? I think we need to get hit with a big old, you know, massive 18 inches of snow coming our way. But if you look at the advanced forecast, that is not happening anytime soon. So maybe sometime in February. Well, yeah, I'll be eating my words. Maybe sometime in February or March, the snow will come upon us, right? I don't know. But right now, boy, beautiful. Sun shining and uh, all is well. Okay, uh, I'm following along in my daily reading, and I'm I'm looking at uh, two stories that really... Has this happened? I try. I I have struggled with this. Do you struggle with this? The older I get, the more grumpy I become. And I am truly shocked by that. I have become... What is that all about? I mean, I've been reading about it. You know, uh, is it there's all these different maladies, whatever. No, I just think it's the age that we live in. And I think people, uh, quite honestly, I think people in their 20s, 30s, and 40s, and 50s are also grumpy as well. I believe it's the age we live in. Okay, two stories that have made me a little... What about the Royals? Are you following along with the Royals with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry? I mean, talk about entitlement. Holy smokes, what did, what did poor Meghan Markle, and I'll put those poor in air quotes, what did she think she was signing up for, right? Okay, so uh, apparently Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, they are wanting to leave the royals. Uh, they did not tell the queen before they, and, and I love the crown. Do you, have you watched the crown on Netflix? Okay, I love the crown. But they did not apparently tell the royal family that they were doing this. So Queen Elizabeth and um, Prince Harry uh, met today with Prince Charles And uh, then later on, the queen issued this statement. She said, today my family had very constructive discussions. This is the queen, which is remarkable that she would even comment on something like this about family business. Today my family had very constructive discussions on the future of my grandson and his family. My family and I are entirely supportive of Harry and Meghan's desire to create a new life as a young family. Although we would have preferred them to remain full-time working members of the royal family, we respect and understand their wish to live in a more independent life as a family while remaining a valued part of my family. Harry and Meghan have made clear that they do not wish to be reliant on public funds in their new lives. It has therefore been agreed upon that there will be a period of transition in which the Sussexes, the Sussexes, 
will spend time in Canada and the UK. These are complex matters for my family to resolve, and there is more work to be done, but I have asked for final decisions to be reached in the coming days. That's uh, from the Queen. Okay, so then so then I read this a little later on in the day, that the uh, British newspaper, the Daily Mail, reports that Meghan Markle and Prince Harry plan to move from Canada to Los Angeles. However, there is a long-term plan... Because because this is what gets you grumpy because they do not want to live in America as long as Donald Trump is president. Are you kidding me? Really? Quote, it's by no means an immediate thing, but there is a long-term plan to end up back in the U S with a second home in Canada where they will also appear to spend a great deal of time. A friend of the Sussexes reported the, uh, told the daily mail. The couple used the word North America in their statements about where they plan to live deliberately. It doesn't plan to pin them down in any one place. Are you, how entitled must you be? You, ro- you marry into the royal family, and then for whatever reason, now I, I'm sure, you know, as I've been reading, that there has been racism involved against uh, Meghan Markle. I'm sure the British uh, tabloids are very unkind, very unkind uh, and uh, who would want to who would want to be part of that? No one, right? They essentially killed Princess Di because of their their ugliness. So there's Meghan Markle. Uh, now she's married into the royal family, saying that they would like to leave, and now they would like to come move not to the not to the United States because, please, the president, oh President Trump, how can we live in the United States when that man is in in control? So we choose to live in Canada. Then once President Trump is no longer president, we will grace the United States with our presence. If that doesn't make you grumpy, I don't know what does. It made me grumpy today. Okay. Uh, sorry to be grumpy. Uh, the Oscars were out today. The Oscars uh, were announced. The best picture, the best uh, director, all that. I have seen all but one, and I, I plan to very shortly, all but one of the best pictures. Uh, best picture was 1917, Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. All um, interesting films. Uh, look, do you love the movies? I love the movies. Do you really care about the Oscars? I mean, I watch them. I do. Because then I sit there and get grumpy and roll my eyes. I don't know what that means. I don't know. To live in this day and age, right, we are – would we not be healthier? Okay, would I not be healthier? Would you not be healthier if we were not subject to such trifles in our lives? It is a trifle, is it not? You just get grumpy at things because – can you imagine your father or your mother or your grandfather or your grandmother – being obsessed by such things that we are put upon today. Seriously. Uh, remember of uh, the Simpsons, right? Mrs. Simpson back in the day, whenever that whole brouhaha was going on. Mrs. Simpson, when she uh, forced her husband and uh, he himself, well, I guess uh, forced, uh, maybe that's too strong of a word, but there was an abdication of the throne at one point. This is not an abdication of the throne, of course. This is a separation of the family. It's entirely different. But, of course, history has repeated itself in some small way. And the Oscars, I don't know. It's just one of those things, I believe, right? Uh, you try not to be grumpy, 
that you try to be positive and upbeat and grateful and thankful for all the good graces, all the wonderful things that God has given us. And I am, and I'm greatly aware of that. Truly, I am. But I'm also greatly aware of my slide into grumpiness. Good gravy. Grumpiness. It is a malady. Uh, uh, despite all that, we do have an excellent show for you, I promise. And Kath uh, should be back tomorrow. That is the very good news for us all. Uh, we'll take a break, come back. We're going to go to the White House in a few minutes, as we always do every Monday. Greg Clugston will join us. We're going to talk about an impeachment update and uh, what's happening in and around the nation's capital. Stick around for that, please. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have five to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm Kathy Emmons. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in network. Isn't it time for a change? Stop the insanity. Call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30 percent. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. Or go to MarleyFG.com. 101.5 WORD. Are you prepared to answer your kids' tough questions about faith and God and the Bible? On the next Focus on the Family, apologist Natasha Crane outlines four of the most important questions you need to discuss with your children, like why did Jesus have to die on the cross? That's next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions are posted at textrules.us. Texting rules for recurring automated marketing text messages, message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Tom from Kane 11, and I have one question for you. What size socks are you wearing right now? If you're like everyone else I've asked, you simply don't know. How could you? That's because until now... Socks were made in one size fits all or just a couple of sizes to fit every size foot. But not at Kane 11. We make our socks in 11 individual sizes from 7 to 17. That's right, 7 to 17. Great looks and colors to fit everyone's lifestyle. From cotton to wool or anything in between, Kane 11's got the perfect sock for you. Better yarns, better quality, just a better sock. If you don't love them just like we do, send them back for a full refund. That's the Kane 11 promise. Once you wear a pair of Kane 11's, I guarantee you'll never go back to wearing socks in multi-size ranges again. Save 20% off your first order when you text SOCKS to 246810. That's text SOCKS. To 246810. Text SOCKS to 246810. It's long, over a thousand chapters, over 30,000 verses. No wonder so many of us have never read it cover to cover. Want to do it? Want to read the entire Bible? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. BibleStudyTools.com includes Bible in a Year, an interactive plan for reading, learning, and understanding the Bible. Deepen your faith and impact your walk with God one day at a time. Bible in a Year, just one of the new interactive Bible study tools at BibleStudyTools.com.
first guest of every week is Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. He brings us up to date on things happening in and around the nation's capital. Greg, friend, happy Monday to you. How was your day? Hey, John. Good to be back. And, uh, Weeks off to a good start. Excellent, very good. Okay, so uh, let's talk about uh, the um, the first matter of business in and around D.C., which is President Trump and impeachment proceedings. Where do things stand now, Greg? Well, it was announced late last week by the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi that she is going to this week move forward in transmitting the articles of impeachment that were already voted on last month in the House. Uh, there has to be an official. Uh, transmitting of those articles, and so there's another vote that has to be taken by the House, and the transmission will then uh, take place of moving, essentially, those articles of impeachment uh, technically from the House over to the Senate side of Capitol Hill, and that, of course, then would set the stage for the Senate trial that is largely expected. So that action is going to happen this week in terms of the, the House moving forward on transmitting those articles. And there probably are going to be a handful of days of some some scheduling and and uh, sort of housekeeping issues in in terms of setting up the Senate trial. So there are a lot of us here in Washington that are expecting that the trial uh, could begin sometime next week, wow. following the action this week. Whoa! That, so that's big news because uh, Speaker Pelosi was holding back for a long time, receiving criticism for not moving forward. Now it, it seems as though you're telling us wheels are in motion. Well, they are. At least that's how, that's how it, it's setting up to play out this week and next week. Uh, now, whether there's a hiccup or a change of plans, we'll have to wait and see. But it looks as if either a vote tomorrow or Wednesday is likely in the House that would officially send those articles of, of impeachment against the president over to the Senate side. And then it's up to Mitch McConnell, who's the top Republican, to uh, to get the ball rolling on that side in terms of setting up a schedule. And they've done some of the, some of the legwork already on this. Um, and so there will be just a couple of days of, you know, some, some press conferences and some other meetings and that kind of thing. Of course, next weekend is a long three-day weekend with uh, Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. So it's not expected that a trial would begin prior to this coming weekend. And that's why people are thinking it might be next week for the start date. I see. So, Greg, any insight on how the White House and President Trump, his legal team, is readying for this next phase? Yeah, it looks as if uh, two primary legal figures are going to uh, have the prominent roles of uh, of carrying out the the impeachment trial in terms of representing the president, and uh, those two individuals would be Pat Cipollone, who is the White House Counsel, the Chief White House Counsel here uh, on behalf of the administration, and also Jay Sekulow, who has been a personal attorney of President Trump's since 2017, shortly after he took office. Uh, here at the White House, and of course, Jay Sekulow is, has been known to um, a, a lot of Christian conservatives for for many, many years, uh, given his uh, affiliation with a lot of um, organizations and uh, and court cases that have dealt with religious liberty issues. But over the last number of years, obviously these last three years, he has been uh, primarily working on issues related to Donald Trump. So we we expect to see Cipollone and Sekulow being the two main faces of of defense or representation in the Senate trial. I see. So the machination of the impeachment proceeding. Uh, will uh, the president have an opportunity to have witnesses on the stand? I mean, does this look like a potential, like just like a regular criminal trial, or are things totally different? Yeah, and that's a little bit of what still has to be sorted out in terms of the regulations, and that's also a reason 
that House Speaker Pelosi has held on to these impeachment articles for about a month now because she and other Democrats have been trying to um, to use leverage of holding on to this uh, in terms of, of, of getting a better sense of what the guidelines are going to be, what the parameters are going to be, if, if witnesses are going to be allowed. And it looks as if Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has essentially said, we're going to follow in, in large measure, maybe not exactly, but largely follow what happened with Bill Clinton back in 1999, not 1999 in January of that year uh, and that trial. And what may happen is that they may not vote on whether or not to have witnesses until after the trial begins. So there will be House managers who will come over to the Senate side and say, okay, we have impeached the president on these two charges, and then they will make their case, much like you would expect in a, in a, in a trial or a court situation. And then you would then have the, the White House and its, its lawyers uh, make the defense of, of, on behalf of the president. And then there would be questions and answers from the senators who are essentially acting as jurors in this trial. And then at some point, there may or may not be witnesses. So that's how what we understand right now. But it's not firmly set yet, John. So that's uh, one of the things that everybody's going to be keeping an eye on. I see. So thankfully, because impeachments are a rare and unusual thing here in the United States of America, I'm just curious about um, any idea the length of a trial and will there be live media coverage of the trial? There was live media coverage uh, in the Bill Clinton case, and so we had essentially the uh, you know the C-SPAN cameras there in the Senate um, chamber uh, broadcasting the proceedings, and that is expected to happen. Senators are not allowed to participate vocally or verbally during the actual proceedings until later in the trial when they have actually a chance to ask questions. So much like a jury, they have to sit there and take in the information uh, that's presented. There have been a couple of um, Republicans in the Senate this week or over the weekend that were saying that they expect the trial would last days and not weeks, although it did take two or three weeks uh, during the Bill Clinton trial in 1999. And I presume that the president himself will not be in person during the trial. However, you know, the uniqueness of uh, President Trump is that he will be a presence, especially on Twitter. Yeah, that is not expected, of course, for him to actually be there in the Senate chamber for that. Uh, That would be pretty shocking and and pretty newsworthy, so we'll have to watch (laughs) if that changes. Uh, But uh, he's he's been known to throw a few curveballs in his campaign, followed by his presidency. We'll have to watch, but that is not not expected. A couple of things, though, to, to, to watch. One is just this morning, for example, speaking of Twitter, John, uh, the president was on Twitter saying that he thinks that the Senate should vote to just simply dismiss the impeachment um, articles that are being brought to him by the House. Hmm. Now, if there were enough votes to do that, the Senate could, but it doesn't look as if there's, there's enough to do that. His argument is, the president's argument is, that if, if the Senate goes ahead with a trial, it's giving legitimacy and credibility to the House process, which he thinks was a sham in the first place. So that's why he would like to see it dismissed. The other thing is, uh, on February 4th is the scheduled State of the Union address, which could could take place right in the midst of oh the Senate goodness. impeachment trial, which actually happened when Bill Clinton was in office. Uh, they paused the proceedings that evening on the Senate side. They held a normal evening of both houses of Congress getting together for the State of the Union address. Wow. And at that time, Bill Clinton delivered that speech, making zero reference 
to the impeachment proceedings, which everybody obviously knew about, yes. but uh, essentially ignored it. Uh, there are a lot of us here in D.C. who can't quite see that happening with Donald <laughs> Trump letting that one go. This is fascinating. Oh, my goodness. Well, the next couple of weeks will be incredible, that's for sure. Yeah. Greg Clarkson is with us, SRN News, White House correspondent. So, Greg, let's move forward and uh, talk about uh, the Trump administration and the um, the explanation for the Soleimani strike. Uh, there, there's been a lot of uh, conversation back and forth about that, about why the assassination took place. Can you Can you sort of give us any insight there? Yeah, it's been an interesting uh, couple of days here because over the weekend you had the president give an interview to Fox News, and in the course of that interview, he mentioned that four American embassies were possibly uh, being threatened by the Iranians as targets. And then over, uh, and then yesterday on the Sunday talk shows, you had administration officials, including the Defense Secretary Mark Esper, as well as the president's national security advisor saying that they had not really seen any hard evidence. They personally had not seen hard evidence that four American embassies were targeted by the Iranians. And so that has just essentially uh, clouded the, the explanation that the, the president and the administration and the government largely has, has given in terms of, of these threats, because we heard last week from the president and from the secretary of state, Mike Pompeo, that there was an imminent attack uh, that was going to be faced by uh, American diplomats, potentially, as well as American soldiers. So it's, it's led to a little bit of confusion about the credibility of these claims, although the president also on Twitter this morning said, uh, simply based on the history of Soleimani and his actions and his terrorist activities, it didn't matter if there was an imminent attack. So he was almost backing away hmm. from last week's claim that it was imminent. So there's, there's a little cloud in the air this week as to exactly what the president and what the administration knew and was basing its decision on. I see. Well, what's done is done. And, of course, uh, there's been a chain reaction from that with uh, the uh, jetliner going down and Ukraine calling for uh, repercussions and, of course, demonstrations now. Uh, it's just fascinating, again, to see what's taking place. Uh, in some ways, you know, you, you think maybe this would open the door to democracy in Iran. Well, there are some inside the, the Trump administration that are hoping that the president has suggested even that uh, he is he would still be open to to meeting with the Iranian uh, regime's leadership in terms of of seeking peace and to dealing with the nuclear uh, you know uh, situation in terms of them developing their own nuclear systems, nuclear power or n- nuclear weapon systems, I should say, and so that that remains an open question. But you're right to say that we've seen a few things unravel over the last number of days. Obviously, that uh, the downing of that passenger plane, terribly, terribly tragic. Yes. Uh, and then the reaction from the Iranian people because of, of the numbers of deaths there, and they have turned on the government. Um, and of course, that's been nothing new over the last number of months. There have been any uh, number of anti-democratic or, or anti-government protests taking place inside Iran. So uh, a lot of the citizenship is very unhappy right now. So it's a it's still a very tender spot in terms of uh, that part of the Middle East right now. We're talking with Greg Clugston from SRN News, the White House correspondent. So, uh, Greg, uh, last week um, uh, there was a, a dropout of a Democratic presidential candidate, uh, the minor candidate of Marion Williamson. Uh, today, Cory Booker dropped out. He had a much more higher profile. But the, the field itself is narrowing, is it not? That's right. Booker today, as you mentioned, John, the, the latest to withdraw from the race. And even though he was a higher-profile member of uh, the candidate list, 
uh, partly in, in part because he's a United States senator. Uh, he was only polling 1-2% uh, at most in most of the state as well as nationwide polls. And so he simply didn't have the traction and so made the decision to go ahead and withdraw. I was looking at some of the numbers. Since the, the race started, uh, there have been a total of 28 declared Democratic candidates. Wow. And that number is now 12. <laughs> And so there have been any number of people, some more serious than others, and some taken more seriously than others, of course. And of those 12, John, only six uh, qualify for tomorrow's debate, which is the January Democratic primary debate, um, which is very interesting because the, you have those thresholds that the debate commission has put in place in terms of polling support and fundraising dollars, that sort of thing. So even though there are 12 now, there are only six of those 12 that really are, are, are qualifying at a level that would give them some some visibility nationwide. So uh, that number is likely to grow smaller, and of course it will grow smaller, and we're just two or three weeks away now from the Iowa caucuses. Yes. Now what's interesting is that watching uh, the television over the weekend, well, watching some uh, NFL playoffs, uh, there were several commercials by the uh, two newest uh, candidates, the, the Billionaire Club. Yeah, you were seeing a lot of ads from uh, from Mike Bloomberg, the former New York City mayor. Um, who else were you saying? Is, is it Tom Steyer? Yes, Are Tom you Steyer. Those ads? Yes. Yeah. And Tom Steyer. So they have deep pocketbooks, and uh, they're dipping into their own personal funds, uh, and they haven't done as much what we call retail campaigning, door-to-door and doing all of the events in, in the early states of Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, and, and Nevada. And, in fact, Mike Bloomberg is taking a very aggressive approach with his media advertising and also focusing on states that are later in the primary calendar after the first four states. Um, he's just taking a different strategy and approach, and we'll have to see if that pays off. Well, Greg, thanks an awful lot. We uh, always appreciate your valuable reporting here on uh, The Ride Home and uh, look forward to what happens next. And, uh, well, hold on to your hat. (laughs) That's right. Lots going on. Thanks, John. Our great pleasure. Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent, Salem Radio Network. Greg Clugston. Guys, waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-458-4221. Superbeta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. 1-800-458-4221. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. Call 1-800-458-4221. 1-800-458-4221. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see you practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
When the original Mattress Factory opened nearly 30 years ago, there was no one like us in the industry. Our factory direct model and friendly, courteous sales approach enable us to build quality mattresses and box springs and offer them at prices that were hundreds less than the mainstream brands. This is Greg Trzynski, and we're proud to say that nearly three decades later, there is still no one like us. Where else can you find a locally hand-built product for hundreds less than any of the mainstream brands? Only at the Original Mattress Factory. Visit us at OriginalMattress.com. Every cup of Circle K coffee is ground in the moment. So, whether you're craving coffee now or now, you'll get the freshest cup in the world at Circle K. Every cup ground fresh, starting at a dollar at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. Every client basically needs some kind of a digital strategy. As a digital marketing strategist with Salem Surround, you'll have the tools to provide media solutions that surround your client's target audience. I can go out and tell a client, I can reach the amount of audience that you need to be able to grow your business. It has nothing to do with, oh, we need to sell this thing today. We're able to sit down with a client and say, what would make you successful? Salem Surround, a division of Salem Media Group, an equal opportunity employer. Join the Pittsburgh team at SalemSurround.com slash careers. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in, and at radio.com. It's important to buckle up your kids. I know. Sometimes car seats can be complicated. I know. And if your child's in the wrong seat and you get into a crash. I know. It could lead to a serious injury. I know. So you're 100% sure you have the right car seat for your child's age and size? I don't know. Don't think you know. Know you know. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Make sure you have the right car seat. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Partly to mostly cloudy tonight, low 33. Cloudy with a shower around 4 Tuesday, high 55. Tuesday night, clouds breaking with some fog late, low 33. Patchy fog to start Wednesday, otherwise clouds and sun with a high 50. Thursday, cloudy, breezy, and colder with a high 36. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. I'm following this story for the last couple of years. Uh, Caliban Bookshop, which is uh, on South Craig Street in Oakland, it, it literally is a stone's throw away from the uh, Carnegie Library, the Carnegie, Mu- Carnegie Museum. Well, um, it's just a heartbreak of a story. Two men accused of stealing and reselling more than $500,000 worth of rare books and maps uh, reached a plea deal today. Uh, prosecutors uh, agreed to drop most of the charges. Still, these two men uh, will be sentenced uh, in April, and uh, there's a possibility they could spend more than 20 years in prison. Uh, Gregory, Gregory Piori, who uh, is of Pittsburgh Shadyside neighborhood, he worked at the Carnegie Library. He was the archivist and manager of the library's William R. Oliver Special Collection Room from 1992 until 2017 when he was arrested. Now, this room, if you've been there, this is a fabulous library. The Carnegie Library in Oakland is just just gorgeous and wonderful. So many incredible things there. So this rare book collection held maps, rare books, items that were worth millions and millions of dollars. And Gregory Piori, who was charged with taking care of all these books and maps, was stealing the items, walking across the street to South Craig Street, and then selling them to John Shulman, who is the owner of the Caliban Bookshop in Oakland. Among the items that were stolen and then later were recovered 
was a 400-year-old Bible that was printed in London. It was recovered in April of last year. Uh, it was in the Netherlands. Uh, Piori uh, pleaded guilty to a single felony charge of uh, theft and receiving stolen property. In exchange, prosecutors dropped a couple of other uh, felony charges. Shulman pleaded guilty to a single felony of receiving stolen property and theft and uh, forgery. He had charged been uh, he had been charged with twenty felony counts. So they're saying uh, twenty five thousand dollars or so in fines. Neither man had a, a previous criminal record. And uh, uh, there'll be a sentencing hearing sometime in April. But as I said, perhaps 20 years for each of these men as they uh, made their way and sold uh, uh, rare and precious books from you and I, the taxpayers here in the city of Pittsburgh. Take a break and come back. Uh, We're going to talk about live like there's no yesterday. Freedom to move forward without being held back. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Are Christians immune to temptation? All people everywhere meet temptations. Don't think that you've come to the place where no longer you're going to be tempted. The Bible says, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Hear Adrian Rogers, a guide to practical Christian living, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Thinking about life insurance? Did you know in just a few minutes you can find the best price from up to 10 price competitive companies for free? You can with SelectQuote. For example, George is 39. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around... I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $22 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985... We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Looking for a challenging, hands-on education taught from a biblical worldview? Look closer at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon at our K-6 grade open house Tuesday, January 21st at 6.30 p.m. I'm Principal April Iceman. Jubilee nurtures young minds through an award-winning integrated curriculum, monthly educational field trips, and special programs like art, Kathy's music, drama, snapology, and Spanish. An affordable education with generous financial aid. Jubilee Christian School. Imagine. Believe. Achieve. At Jubilee C. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit extremetruck.net. 412-257-1006, 412-257-1006, extremetruck.net. For your next event, instead of worrying about catering to your guests, why not just enjoy them? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides homemade satisfaction that puts you at ease, whatever the occasion, like their roast beef and stuffed chicken breast with mashed or roasted potatoes and green beans, just $10.95 a person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com word and see what's cooking. The Cooked Goose Catering Company just good food. 
have a friend who, uh, as a child, was subject to years uh, of abuse, physical, psychological, sexual. And uh, it's something that she's carried with her for many, many decades. Uh, we've all, I'm sure you've got friends who have been divorced or they've suffered financial collapses or any such malady that happened, whether it was last year or 30, 40, 50 years ago, and are still subject to those daily, what, the daily suffering, the daily renewal of, of those of those old things. They're kind of like a burr or a piece of shrapnel that gets stuck deep in your flesh and it's buried in there. And perhaps over time, once in a while, a piece of that shrapnel comes to the forefront and finds its way out. But for a lot of us, that's what life is, that the things of the past still continue to haunt us. John Westfall is with us. John is the author of five books. He's pastored churches in Seattle, California, Minnesota. He is a, an adjunct professor at Fuller Theological Seminary, a popular retreat and conference speaker. Uh, he's here today to talk about Live Like There's No Yesterday, how we find the freedom to move forward without being held back by our issues that we've carried around. John, welcome back to the show. It's always a pleasure. Hey, it's great to be with you and Kathy, and uh, looking forward to this conversation today. Thanks, John. Okay, John, so uh, you heard my introduction about a friend of mine who was subject to uh, abuse as a child, just a a horrible, horrible childhood. And, of course, she's a child, so no fault of her own. And the poor thing, you know, uh, 30 years ago, this is still haunting her. It's just one of those things she cannot, will not just get over. Right. You know, it's funny because uh, uh, there's all kinds of things that happen in our life, and people always say, are you over that yet? And I want to say, no, I'm never going to be over it. Yeah. You know? This hurt, and uh, and it, it's big things like your friend. It's smaller things that just stay with us, and, and they keep coming back and haunting, and we can't... Uh, sometimes it was what was done to us. Sometimes it's what we did or didn't do. And uh, we all have these effects of trauma, really, that are free-floating in, in our life. I think you're example of the shrapnel that every once in a while surfaces, and it brings real pain. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you do? Of course, a lot of people who are trapped in that, uh, some people just cannot or will not go into therapy, and I think that's a mistake. Other people have done therapy, or they're on medication, or, you know, they are regular Bible readers or church attenders. All these things are available to us, but there's no sort of one magic answer for everyone to sort of just get over it and get on with it. No, and and in my own family, we've got uh, PTSD and trauma stuff and sexual abuse things and all those things, and and they they're vivid and they're hard. And uh, not all therapists know how to deal with it. Some are better than others. Uh, um, not all pastors know how to counsel. Um, they may be sincere, but they just don't know what they're dealing with. And um, so the idea of uh, see, I was thinking about this very issue, and and I. I'd see these signs in people's offices, like, you know, live like there's no tomorrow. And I thought, well, that's stupid. And uh, because if there's no tomorrow, who cares how we live? And I thought, I want to cross it out and just spray paint underneath it, yesterday. Live like there's no yesterday, because that's what's holding us back. That's what's bringing the pain back up to the surface. How do we be free to live today and to face uh, tomorrow with hope and with um, confidence and gratitude, all those things? 
that's the secret. Yeah, that is the secret. Okay, so I'm watching, uh, you know, as part of my um, my uh, like uh, viewing habits, right? Uh, there's a Ricky Gervais uh, series out right now called Afterlife. Now, I'm not going to recommend uh, any Ricky Gervais uh, uh, monologue <laughs> or TV show to anyone. I'm just not. However, you know, at your yeah. own peril. But it's called Afterlife, yeah. and it's a story about, you know, uh, here's a guy. I think this series is like eight episodes long. It's short. It's season one. And his wife dies, and he is just a miserable, miserable man. And, you know, he just takes his misery out on everyone. But no spoiler alerts here. Something happens to him where, you know, someone says, hey, you know, life is worth living. You know, there is happiness here. So, you know, I'm sorry that your wife has died, but you should move on. You should do something to appreciate and have gratitude for what is before you, because before you know it, your life will be over and you've wasted all this time. I mean, is that the magic potion? Well, it's it's easy to say and a lot harder to do. I think what what happened is, um, I've been looking into this, um, there's our minds function in certain ways. And like for me, I'm a, a desperately negative person. I'm like the king of negative thinking. And, you know. Yeah, yeah, I it, get you. Even a nice walk in the park is probably a chance to step in dog goo and ruin my day. And, you know. <laughs> right, right. And, uh, so I'm always looking for, for bad my life. But I realize um, if, if we let ourselves have this kind of distorted thinking and, and we process things a certain way, it comes back to haunt us over and over again, and no matter how much we read scripture and we pray and we uh, talk about it and try and find help, our mind keeps triggering these old ways of handling things, and it's and it's very uh, very dangerous for us, and we, but difficult to get out of because it's hard to admit that we have distorted thinking. Right. Okay. So so when you say like you know live like there's no yesterday, what that makes me think of a lot of people are walking around like they live like there's no yesterday because they've blotted out their memory with drugs or alcohol. I mean that's not the yeah. good thing either. Yeah. And, and dulling it uh, isn't going to resolve it. Um, in fact, uh, you know, years ago when you were just a child, probably Desmond Tutu uh, in South Africa, uh, apartheid crumbled. Before they could move forward, he set up a Truth and Reconciliation Commission <laughs> that was, we have to deal with the truth before we can start talking about reconciliation. Because yes. if we're just denying it and blurring it out, we're never going to heal and move forward. And I think we have a, a need like that in our own life. You know, for example, um, like I told you how negative I am, uh, it took me a long time to realize that I've got to have, let's see, an equation, maybe 10 attaboys for every you-jerk that comes my way. Mm. Um, because people can be saying positive things to me, and I'm dismissing them, and then one person says this really hostile thing or triggers something in me, and I dwell on that, and I, I spend all my time thinking, <laughs> you know, what, how terrible I am. And um, I've given all the power over to um, one person and ignored the 10 who had other positive things to say. Yeah. Okay, and especially I believe in you know today's crazy media age, right? Where you know people are on Facebook or on Twitter looking for affirmation, and of course, it's inherently, generally, I would say, a negative place to be. Uh, it is. <laughs> I mean, I think you're actually psychologically a lot healthier if you're not online. Oh, maybe. Well, you know what it is. It's uh, okay. You know how binoculars are. We get a binocular vision where you can look through them, and they magnify certain things if you're looking through it one way. But you can also turn them over 
and they and look at them on the other yeah, side, sure. and they shrink everything into really small. Yeah. And I think I think in some ways we're doing that with our experiences and the things that have happened to us, where we blow some things up out of proportion, hmm. uh, almost to like catastrophic thinking, you know. And uh, yes. Uh, and then on, and then on the other hand, some other things come along that maybe are really positive, and we should be. Uh, focusing on them, but instead we shrink them down and minimize them, and, and they're no longer really seeable. And and we look at that in our relationships, and uh, work, in church, and in all of our life, our families, and we're distorting things, and and we're not really seeing them the way God intended for us to see them. Well, that's good. Okay, so maybe one of the first things is to say, you know, I'm not necessarily seeing things clearly, right? I mean, I, I had a friend uh, who would say, uh, think right, act right feel right. And yeah. and I said that to my kid the other day, because, you know, he's he's 19 and we were talking about that. I said, uh, think right, act right, feel right. He laughed in my face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, I believe well, sure, that... Because it sounds so trite. But but how about this? How about this? Um, Romans 12, be transformed by yes. the renewing of your mind, right? Yes. So if, if we want to be transformed in our life, we've got to think differently. Mm. It's as simple as that. I mean, that's that's a pretty straight Bible call right there. Yeah, it sure is. But but it's hard for me, because I've got patterns. I mean, I've been around a long time. I, I don't want to change. I want you to change, John, not me. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so when I think I've got to think differently, it's like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to give up even the destructive ways I think, because I'm used to them. I'm comfortable with my depression and my negativity. Yeah, and yeah. Blaming others and, you know, uh, excusing myself, I, you know, I've got all this stuff going. Everybody around me sees it, but I don't want to think differently. And and yet, if I would, it might transform everything. Well, that's good. Okay, so then maybe you've hit upon something here for John that you know the willingness is perhaps the the big first step, right? I mean, we can drag this you know big bag of junk around all of our lives. I mean, that's easy to do, even though it's difficult and painful and leads to some people to suicide. But if you've right. you've got to approach it first and say, I'm going to own this and I'm going to do something about it. Well, you know, one of the one of the most prominent distortions in our thinking is always being right. You know, we have to be right. We have to, you know, we can't be wrong. And um, and you, I mean, you really have a choice. You, you can be healthy or you can be right, but you can't be both. You know, and uh, and so uh, and then we we count uh, the positive in our life, and we blame, and we're looking for ways to. It wasn't me. It was them. And if they hadn't done that, or you know, I'm not going to change until they change. Uh, we, I hear that all the time. Yeah. And, uh, how can I be expected to change if those people are still the way they are? I don't know. I mean, so what is it then, John? I mean, you know, the, boy, if you could bottle the cure for this, you'd yep. be a multi-billionaire because so Let's many do it, people. Man. Are, Let's do it. <laughs> I'd love to know. I mean, but you know, Romans twelve—that's a great place to start. I mean, it is so—it's a painful, brutal world we live in, and everybody who walks through there, as you know, as much as you love your kids and want to protect them, they're going to suffer and have pain in their lives as well. So, right. what is that? I mean, what is that thing to help me at least make peace with the pain that I know is coming? or that is upon me? Well, okay. Um, can I give you a, a, a simple answer? Yeah, yeah, give me that. Okay, the whole Bible, now here's it, the whole Bible is six words, right? God loves you. Don't be stupid. <laughs> now, that's it. That's Wait, the whole message. Say it again, because you broke up a little bit. You broke up a little bit. Say it again. Okay, God loves you. Don't be stupid. <laughs> 
right there. <laughs> that's good. And, and, and if we can just understand that, and that's what the message of the Bible is, it would be so freeing, because a lot of us, we just can't accept that God loves us. Yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, I'm a bad person, and I'm this. I don't God deserve that. Stuff. Yeah, right. Right. And then, then others of us, we don't understand that we're not supposed to do stupid things, <laughs> you know? We don't wreck our lives. And um, if we could just get that, and uh, I mean, I throughout it. the Bible, yeah, that's the message back and forth all the time. Don't be stupid. God loves you. And, and even if you are stupid, God's still going to love you. That's excellent. Hey, John, thanks an awful lot. I, mean, <laughs> I appreciate it. Okay. Oh, maybe, yeah. It's always great talking with you. Maybe that's the title of your next book. I think it's got to be. you got me inspired now. Very nice. John Westfall. You can find him. Uh, look, he's written five excellent books. Uh, he's clearly the voice of reason here. John Westfall. Uh, look for him on Amazon. He's all over the web as well. God loves you. Don't be stupid. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Bailey Greer Law Firm with principal offices in Memphis, Tennessee. If you or a loved one had a hernia mesh implanted after 2010 and experienced complications that required a repair or replacement of hernia mesh, you may be entitled to substantial compensation. Hernia mesh implants can cause serious complications that require additional surgery to remove or replace the hernia mesh implant. If you had hernia mesh surgery any time after 2010 and experienced complications that required a repair or replacement, call 800-631-7610. 800-631-7610. Across America, it's snoring season. 90 million Americans make this sound every night. If you have a blocked or narrow nose, you're more likely to open your mouth to breathe, causing snoring. Introducing an ingenious Australian invention called Mute. Mute is a comfortable nasal device that helps you breathe more easily through your nose and snore less. Put snoring season to bed, America. For more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better. I have never had a female dentist. I started to have problems with a tooth, and I thought, you know what? I'll just go once. David remembers his first visit with Dr. Megan Stock. I had such a good time that I'm surprised they allowed me to come back because I had a lot of things that needed to be fixed. She makes you feel so calm and so comfortable. She's just terrific at what she does. I have had no discomfort at all with anything that she's done. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Looking for a challenging, hands-on education taught from a biblical worldview? Look closer at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon at our K-6 grade open house this Thursday at 9.30 a.m. Jubilee nurtures young minds through an award-winning integrated curriculum, monthly educational field trips, and special programs like art, Kathy's music, drama, snapology, and Spanish. An affordable education with generous financial aid. Jubilee Christian School. Imagine. Believe. Achieve. At JubileeCS.org. Hi, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'd like to personally invite you to join me August 30th to September 6th, 2020, for a week of Christian fellowship and a newfound appreciation for God's creation. Call 855-565-5519 to join us, or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. Salem Media Group presents the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise, August 30th through September 6th, 2020. Get more details at wordfm.com slash Alaska. If you'd like a smartphone that's really smart, download the oneplace.com app, the app that will inspire your faith daily and provide answers to the biggest questions of all. OnePlace lets you download your favorite pastor's programs and listen even offline or in airplane mode with easy connections to your Bluetooth speaker or dashboard. 
To download your free OnePlace app, visit the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store for your Android device and search for OnePlace. That's OnePlace. You see that the, uh, the U.S. government is going to expel at least uh, 20 Saudis uh, who were involved in military training. I mean, this is a good thing. And on top of that, today, uh, Bill Barr, uh, he said that um, he's asking Apple, and he's been, this is interesting, that uh, Bill Barr is asking Apple in a very public way to sort of put them front and, front and center, give us help and hack this guy's phone. Remember that uh, shooting? What shooting is that, John? Uh, how many are there? Last month uh, at the Naval Air Station in Pensacola where three um, Navy airmen were killed. And so this guy from Saudi Arabia, he was, you know, training, coming coming in here on the United States nickel. He, this guy essentially was, you know, trolling Internet sites, disparaging America, you know, just he was a jerk. I mean, it was yeah, he's a terrorist. So he killed three U.S. servicemen. The Justice Department is saying, we want this guy's phones, and we want to go into his Apple phones, and we want to see what the story is. We want to dig deeper. Now, Apple is saying, nope, not going to happen. We're not going to do that. We're not going to, you know, our encryption is ours, We're the, and it's part of our selling point that we are very, very secure. So here's a guy motivated by jihadist ideology, and um, Apple is saying no. Now, this is not the first time this has happened. Uh, this happened uh, a couple years ago in the uh, shooting in San Bernardino, California. And uh, the Justice Department asked Apple for help. Apple said no. They defied a court order, quite honestly, to assist the FBI in their efforts to uh, search the device. And it was a privacy war. Now, Apple eventually, uh, they just said no, 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 no. Uh, and the Justice Department eventually, they found a third party someone who used to work at Apple and said, yeah, we'll help you. And they cracked this phone and they found the information that was necessary. Now, would this happen again? Look, I, I see both sides, right? But at the same time, uh, there needs to be a back door. I mean, yeah, of course, everybody wants their phone and their information to be secure. But if the federal government is asking you to help solve a mass murder, I believe it's the corporation's right to acquiesce and say, yes, we'll help you. We'll find a way to provide information. Now, you know, Apple and Tim Cook, the uh, CEO, they're saying, well, now if we're going to help law enforcement, we don't know where that information is going to go. We don't know who's going to have access to that information that, again, will weaken the Apple brand. I mean, the Justice Department for a long time has pushed for a legislative solution to this, of uh, the problem of going dark, Right. It's a law enforcement's term for uh, how secure phones have made it harder to solve crimes. I'm going to go dark. And, of course, these coconuts, these terrorists, these mass murderers, they know this. So it's just one of their tools. During the shooting last last month, this guy in Pensacola, he made it every effort to try to kill his phones. He shot the phones, essentially. But still, there's a way to retrieve that information. So they're at it again. I mean, I would hope that Apple, although it's a low hope, that Apple would find the sense and the moral lightning to do the right thing. Because if that's your son or that's your daughter who was murdered, of course you'd want this corporation to help out. 
Wouldn't you? Of course you would. Anyway, pray for peace. Uh, that's, that's been my mantra here this past month or so. I mean, we, we are living in such contentious times. If, if you can, as, as deeply as unpeaceful as I can be, as I'm sure you can be, I got to cry out for peace. I got to cry out to the Lord of the universe. Jesus, help me in my dissatisfaction, in the enemy on me. Get him off my back and give me your peace eternally. Take a break, do a reset for news and weather. The five o'clock hour is up in just a few minutes, so stick around. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, tune in, and on radio.com, in the car or at home too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump says the Senate should simply dismiss the impeachment case against him. The House is poised to transmit the charges to the chamber for the trial. The Republican leader of the Senate, Mitch McConnell, has signed on to a plan to dismiss the charges, but does not have enough Senate support for it. Senator Cory Booker has entered his presidential campaign. In a message to supporters, the junior senator from New Jersey says he no longer sees a path for himself to the Democratic nomination. Technology companies led stocks higher today. The rally, which added to the market's gains from last week, came as investors looked ahead to the signing of an initial trade deal with China. The Dow gained 83 points today. The Nasdaq had a good day, a record close, up 95. And the S&P 500 forged ahead 22 points. This is SRN News. Are you hungry for more of God, more of His power, and more of His wisdom applied in your life? Then you need to connect with the community of passionate believers who are growing in God's Word through the Tony Evans Training Center. With exclusive video and audio teaching from Dr. Tony Evans, this interactive online study experience allows you to explore theology, biblical history, and real-life application of the Kingdom Agenda anytime, anywhere. Visit TonyEvansTraining.org to get started today. Guys, waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-459-3174. Superbeta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-459-3174. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. Call 1-800-459-3174. 1-800-459-3174. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com. You can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. 
Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses. And right now, listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash America. One more time. To try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade with over 50 professionally certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community with results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Partly to mostly cloudy tonight, low 33. Cloudy with a shower around for Tuesday, high 55. Tuesday night, clouds breaking with some fog late, low 33. Patchy fog to start Wednesday, otherwise clouds and sun with a high 50. Thursday, cloudy, breezy, and colder with a high 36. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Thanks for coming along. Kathy's uh, off today. But boy, it's fabulous, is it not? I mean, i got to admit, I I feel a little bit of guilt because it's so nice. You kind of think, we should be suffering through some snow and cold. But 50 50 degrees or whatever it is right now, fabulous. And tomorrow as well. Hey, how about over the weekend? Just, uh, did you watch some football? There was some great football this weekend. Man, Mike, were you watching? Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. That's, I'm so relieved. Oh, the Ravens? Yes. Oh, me too. Yes. I was not expecting that. I think everybody was tuning in was going, okay, the Ravens are going to win. Yeah. And boom, Tennessee just crushed it. And then how about that game yesterday afternoon with uh, uh, up 24 nothing? Yeah. And then coming back and scoring 51 points. That was some good football. That was crazy. You know, as a Steelers fan, you're – you got to be relieved. Oh, yeah. You know, because Patriots are out. Yeah. And the Ravens are out. Feels good, right? Feels so, good. Anybody else? To okay. toss up. The Packers, eh, yeah. all right, okay, yeah. But anybody else? Yeah, afterwards, this is all gravy. And then, the cherry on top of this, uh, the second man to win a Super Bowl as head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the first member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame Centennial Class of 2020, longtime Steeler coach Bill Cower was the first to be inducted into the Hall of Fame as part of the Centennial Class on Saturday as head of the uh, Tennessee Titan Baltimore Ravens divisional round playoff game. It was a surprise, and it was on live TV. Hey, uh, Coach, yes. for your viewers out there who don't know, uh, I'm David Baker, president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And on behalf of all of those of us who love this game and the Pro Football Hall of Fame, it is my great This privilege. isn't right that this is happening right now, but... <laughs> okay, David. never mind. Uh, no, please come back. <laughs> come back here, David. Coach, oh. I want to thank you for all you've done for the game, for all you're going to do for the game. And I want to welcome you to Canton, Ohio, <laughs> wow. where you're from... Hey! That is so cool, isn't it? I mean, on live television, Coach Cower, he was shocked, as you heard, 
And, uh, you know, you want to see the full clip. It's, it's online, of course. The full list of inductees will include 10 seniors, three contributors, the aforementioned two coaches, uh, Jimmy Johnson from the Cowboys, will be, will uh, be revealed January the 15th on the NFL Network's Good Morning Football. Those 15 will join the five modern era inductees who will be announced on Super Bowl weekend during the uh, NFL honors. Cower uh, has become the second Steeler coach in the Hall of Fame, joining, of course, Chuck Knoll, who was the Steeler coach from 1969 to 1991, and uh, the 22nd primary Steeler inductee when he is enshrined this summer. Three of his former players, uh, Jerome Bettis, Dermonte Dawson, Rod Woodson, already own gold jackets, and Cower will soon join them. The Steeler icon was one of eight coaching finalists to make the short list, one of two, uh, the aforementioned Jimmy Johnson, to be selected for an enshrinement. So that's very cool. Coach Cower. I mean, when, when you see photographs of uh, Cower coming in in 1992, he is such a boy, and it's so cool to see it. Um, he won a Super Bowl, and he, I think his record is like, what, what the, like 146 wins and like, uh, I forget what that record is. I should know that record. 146 wins and something like uh, 90 losses, something like that. Congratulations, though. That's fabulous for Coach Cower. Anyway, uh, hey, we got a big show, 5 o'clock hour for you. In uh, just a little bit, we're going to talk about the King James Bible. Uh, you do not want to miss this. Uh, Mark Ward's going to be with us. And then, uh, have you been following along with uh, what's happening uh, in Iran? I mean, what a heartbreak this story is. It's so many... Look, uh, uh, I do. I approve of what President Trump did. Uh, this uh, Salamari was a bad guy. He was a bad actor, and he was uh, solely responsible for the deaths of how many American servicemen and multiple ma- maimings. I mean, guys he blew up through the technology that essentially you know he sort of put into place, those roadside bombs. How many men and women are just d- double, triple, quadruple amputees because of this bad guy? Now, what happened after that with the, the downing, you know, when, when Iran made things worse, they shot down uh, the airliner with 100-plus a, a people on board. They were killed. I mean, just brutal. It's hard to be. I mean, international affairs are just very difficult. But I do appreciate President Trump stepping up and going after the bad guys. So we're going to talk uh, in about 540 or so, Manda Zahn Irvin. Now, she was a woman who was educated here in the United States, an Iranian citizen. She grew up during the Shah of Iran era. And that era is a 180 to what Iran is like right now for women. I mean, just totally different for the citizens of Iran. The freedoms, the the education, the uh, all the things that we take for granted here in the United States was essentially happening in Iran for many decades. Of course, all that's gone. But Manda has a story to tell about the women and the men that she was surrounded with and her work in the aftermath, living in Washington, D.C., and trying to crack that uh, despotic regime that is still in power in Iran. So we'll talk about that uh, a little later on in the hour as well. Hey, won't you stick around? It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy. Our 5 o'clock hour is up and running. And uh, always a great pleasure that you're with us. We'll be back in a few minutes. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. 
The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm Kathy Emmons. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in network. Isn't it time for a change? Stop the insanity. Call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30 percent. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. Or go to MarleyFG.com. 101.5 WORD. It's one of life's most important questions. Are you living in the spirit? Does your life give testimony to the fact that you're saved? That you're informed and restrained and guided by the Holy Spirit? John MacArthur's study this week can help you answer that all-important question. Join us for the series, Living in the Spirit, on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Everyone gets hungry before the party. Why not give them something worth talking about without lifting a finger? Food. The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides homemade satisfaction that puts you at ease, whatever the occasion. Right now, get their special appetizer package added to your next menu. An inviting selection of hors d'oeuvres starting at $6.95 per person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com slash word and see what's cooking. The Cooked Goose Catering Company. Just good food. Mattress manufacturers often add bogus features such as copper, cooling gel, and even diamond dust, which add no real benefit to the consumer but increase the price of the mattress. At the Original Mattress Factory, we stick to what works. Hand-built mattresses and box springs built with the highest quality American materials. We don't add features that don't have direct benefits, but we do offer an excellent quality product at a great value every day. That's what we mean when we say great beds, no bull. Stop by an Original Mattress Factory location today to see what the OMF difference is all about. Coast to Coast Career Fairs is coming to Pittsburgh. Don't miss this opportunity to meet the area's top employers. This free job fair will be held Tuesday, January 14th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Doubletree by Hilton and Greentree. For more, visit coasttocoastcareerfairs.com. I love the joy that children bring to the office. Good dental habits begin early with Dr. Megan Stock. I like creating those good, positive first experiences. My mommy is a really good dentist and she'll take good care of you. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. You have my word on it. So what Bible do you use? What's your what's your go-to Bible? Uh, are you uh, using the King James? Are you using the uh, ESV, the English Standard Version? Maybe the uh, New Living Translation, the NLT? Or the NIV, the New International Version, the Revised English Bible, the Christian Standard Bible, the Message, the New American Bible. I mean, these are all, yeah, okay. I mean, those are versions and uh, interpretations of the Bible. Uh, Mark Ward is with us. He's written a book called Authorized, the Use and Misuse of the King James Bible. 
Mark is a, he's got his PhD in New Testament interpretation from Bob Jones University. He serves the church now at uh, Logos Pro. He writes weekly Bible study for Logos Talk blog. Also, he's written multiple high school Bible textbooks. He's got a great blog. Uh, we follow byfaithweunderstand.com. But here today to talk to us about what Bible translation is best. Hey, Mark, welcome back. How you doing? It's great to be here again with you. I'm doing great. Excellent, Mark. Hey, okay, so listen, I, I got to ask. You wrote a really terrific book, Authorized the Use and Misuse of the King James Bible. So what is your uh, connection to the King James Bible? Is this the Bible that you grew up with? Totally, and I have hidden many of its words in my heart. In fact, it's really the default Bible translation in my memory and has been for my entire life, even though for half my life I've been using other translations more often than I've used the King James. But I still love the King James Version um, because I grew up with it. Fascinating. Okay, so I wonder, when I see the King James Version, and, uh, you know, I'll I'll look at it occasionally, like, you know, it's not my my go-to, but I I love it because, well, I love the language, and um, I love the style that it's written in. There's a lot of beauty in the King James Version, of course. Uh, And I wonder... um, and I don't even know if this is an accurate question, but I have to ask it. Uh, is the King James Version, is it the most accurate translation? Is that even a thing? Well, I can, you know, every theologian or biblical scholar worth his salt will say yes and no to a lot of questions, and I have to do that. Um, it is an excellent translation. It is accurate. Although, think of it this way, every single Bible translation there is, is a collection of 10,000 or 100,000, it's really impossible to count, choices that a translator has to make, not only between words um, that in English, the best way to render a particular Hebrew or Greek word or phrase, but also word order and punctuation. And then you've got register. Do I go for a higher-sounding word or a you know, more colloquial word? So to say that the King James Version is the most accurate translation, or to pick another translation as the most accurate, would have to mean that, you know, the great majority of the time, this translation you know, gets, gets it more right than others. And that means comparing tens of thousands of choices, and nobody's really done that. So it's easier to say what I think is true, that, yes, it's very accurate, but it is an accurate translation into an English that is no longer spoken in this world. Right. Um, it overlaps with our English, but it isn't the same. And we have translations today, that some of which you mentioned, that are translated accurately into our English. And I wanted to talk about in this book, um, how does language change affect our ability today to understand the excellent and accurate King James Version? Okay, that's a great point. So, so someone would come to you, a friend of yours, maybe, you know, uh, a late teen or early 20 a friend of yours and say, hey, Mark, I'm interested uh, in reading the Bible. I'm not a believer. Uh, would you suggest that I start with the King James? You would essentially say no, I, I think. No, and that's not a knock on the King James or its accuracy. It's simply a reflection of the principle in 1 Corinthians 14 that Paul states over and over again. Now, he applies it to tongue-speaking in church, but I think the principle applies to Bible translation. He basically says edification requires intelligibility. If people can't understand something, they're not going to be built up by it. And, of course, I don't expect a new believer to have mastered this 
Christian jargon of uh, you know Elizabethan English <laughs> that I grew up with, and therefore I think understand pretty well. You know, maybe better than the average. Uh, I want to give him the Bible in his English. That's what William Tyndall, who is mostly responsible for the King James Bible, it's about 86% Tyndall, somebody figured out in a careful study in in the New Testament. Um, Tyndall's heart was to give the Bible to the plowboy. He said, Hmm. in words that I uttered as William Tyndall in my high school play, he said, Ere many years I shall cause that the boy that driveth the plow shall know more of the Scriptures than thou dost. And that's my heartbeat still, and that's why I would give a contemporary version rather than the King James version. I see. Okay, so fabulous. So that that plowboy, um, you know, uh, you read the King James version. In some ways, for the uninitiated, I, I think the first time I read it, I was like, this is kind of like I'm reading Shakespeare. I mean, this is like, you know, t- uh, Two Gentlemen of Verona or Hamlet or Macbeth or something. Uh, it's a very slow read. It's something that you have to, you know, especially from a modern perspective, you have to very uh, quietly sort of pick apart each word, each line, like a puzzle in some way to make sense of it. You know, Elizabethan, Shakespeare. Yeah, and the point that I've made is about the King James is basically the same point that one of my linguistics heroes, John McWhorter, um, who blurred my book, and I was like over the moon because he's my mm. hero. He he's made this uh, this point about Shakespeare. He says it's not you need more gumption and you know pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and try harder to understand Shakespeare, or I would say the King James Bible, language has changed in such a way that there are what I call dead words, words that we just don't use anymore, like besom or chambering or emerald. And then there are, in addition to that, what McWhorter and I both describe as false friends. You know, they're not just words we know we don't know, they're words we don't know we don't know. So, uh, a classic example is the famous passage that I heard preached many times growing up, and I memorized just because I heard it so often. First um, Kings eighteen twenty one, Elijah is on Mount Carmel in this contest with the priests of Baal, and he says to the Israelites who are standing by watching, he says, "How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, then follow Him; but if Baal, then follow Him." And I've asked countless people, and I won't put you on the spot, John. <laughs> um, what does halt mean? And they all tell me, well, halt means stop, or some will say waver or vacillate. Mm -hmm. And they're getting the overall gist, but they're missing what the King James translators actually intended there. The Hebrew word is limp. And in the rest of the King James, halt means limp, like Jesus heals the halt and the blind. And Jacob, when he's touched on his thigh in Genesis 32, he uh, gets up haltingly. in First Kings eighteen twenty one, that is the mental picture that Elijah and the King James translators were intending to produce. How long will you go limping back and forth between two opinions? And if you think halt means stop, which is what we naturally tend to assume it means in a context like that, yes, um, because we don't have that sense of limp anymore, then that's a false friend. That's a place where Elizabethan English and contemporary English have pulled apart, and we are necessarily misunderstanding. You won't realize you need to look it up because you, you assume you understand it. And my book focuses on a number of these false friends, showing trying to help Bible readers understand um, there's probably more that, that you're missing than you realize. Oh, that's fascinating. Mark Ward is with us. He's the author of Authorize, the Use and Misuse of the King James Bible. So then... Um, uh, who was it? I think it's a, a C.S. Lewis quote where he talks about um, uh, buying his child a suit. Do you know that quote? Yes, 
I just love that quote. You know, how many C.S. Lewis quotes can you not love? Um, but Lewis says, it, you know, if if we want to buy our child a suit, it's no good saying, I'm going to buy my kid a suit once and for all. Right. Thank because you. Because kids are growing he said, and, trans- and languages are changing things, too. You can't translate a book once for all. He said the, the process, the, to make a Bible translation is to promise a retranslation or a revision, which is, in fact, what the King James itself is. It is, you know, in a line of revision that goes back to Tyndall and really back to John Wycliffe back in the late 14th century, and itself, the King James was revised lightly up until 1769. So people who insist, we've got to hold on to the King James Version. Now, listen, I love it too. I want to keep my King James Version. No one's going to take it away from me. But if they resist the process of English Bible translation revision, of updating, then they're resisting what the King James translators themselves argued for very strenuously and eloquently in their own preface. We've got to keep revising our Bible translation, not to change the Bible, but because every single language changes, and English is not an exception. Fabulous. Okay, so when the King James Version finally made its way into a full translation, was it received in some ways, you know, and this is a a throw here, was it received in some way as a miracle, or was it looked at as maybe perhaps the message would be received today? Yeah, um, it certainly wasn't like the message. It was not a paraphrase. Um, I don't know that any paraphrases existed back then, certainly not of the entire Bible, or I would have heard about it. But um, it was it was a different day, okay? So in, in that day, the king of England was the head of the church, and there was only one nation on the planet that spoke English, and that was this relatively small island, not much larger than the state of Pennsylvania, um, over there, which we now call the UK, and because the king was in charge, he had the authority to say, okay, this is going to be the official Bible. Even Puritans and others who were using the Geneva Bible, yes, and the, the pilgrims who came over to the U.S. were not carrying a King James Version, they were carrying a Geneva Bible. It took time for the King James to be fully and widely accepted. But it was, of course, and it became the one ring to rule them all for about three centuries until the mid-20th century when um, other claimants to the throne came on, like the New International Version, like the Revised Standard Version, and you mentioned others at the beginning of our interview here. Um, But no, it was not immediately widely received, but very quickly it was, and it really became the established standard for several centuries. That's fabulous. So then... Talk about just step back a little bit and then talk about Tyndall and, and that that work through the Bible. I mean, clearly, I mean, well, I'm, this is maybe my ignorance, uh, maybe not clearly. This was not just one man, was it? I mean, was there a committee involved in this? Because when I think about Bible translations, you know, th- there's always a group of people who are going at it. It's such a massive project. Was it just one man by himself with the King James? No, no, it wasn't. Yeah, good question. Um, I should know this because I played William Tyndall. I was burned at the stake in front of a, a whole bunch of people at my church. You poor thing. Um, back in high school. Yeah, thankfully they strangled me first, so it didn't hurt. But um, Tyndall was burned at the stake in the 1530s for the crime of translating the Bible into English. But his Bible and his Bible translation was not quite finished. But it was later finished by uh, very soon by followers of his, and like incredibly soon, the the king was sponsoring this translation, and that 
Kindle translation basically went through several editions and revisions. One of them was called the Bishop's Bible of 1568, and that Bible was what was given to the King James translators. There were about 50 or so of them, 52, 54. I've seen you know various numbers floating around, but around that, and they were given the Bishop's Bible to revise. They were basically told to keep the same as possible, um, but to improve it. And so they said in their preface, what we're trying to do is is make a good thing better. And that is certainly what they did. Oh, that's fabulous. Mark Ward authorized the use and misuse of the King James Bible. So Mark, uh, clearly you're a Bible scholar, uh, especially a King James Version scholar. But I, I wonder, I mean, probably a tiny percentage of people now are reading the King James uh, on a regular basis. And, I, and I, I fear, and I wonder if this is your fear, that at some point the King James Version fades away and we lose something because of that fade. Um, I thought the same thing you did. I thought that it must be only a tiny percentage of people who are reading the King James Version. So I was shocked about four or five years ago when I read an article in Christianity Today, which was based on reporting by the Pew Research Center and run by historian Mark Knoll. So, I mean, we've got luminaries here who are doing this. These are reliable figures. And they said, out of all the Bibles that are pulled off a shelf in America today, 55% of them are King James Version Bibles. 55%? I was totally shocked. More contemporary translations are bought, but it's the King James that gets read. I wonder if people are saying they're reading the King James, because that's the only name they know when actually they're reading something different. I don't know, but it's still a big percentage, a much bigger one than I thought. And that is one of the things that made me want to write this book, because I thought... It took me years to realize how many little things and a few big things I was missing because, not because the King James translators made errors, and not because I'm a dummy, I sure hope I'm not, but because of the changes that have happened in English language. Hmm. I don't think that 55% of Bible readers is fully understanding what they're reading, and I think that my book can be a help to them. Oh, that's fabulous. Have you ever been in a Bible study where it's just a King James Version Bible study? Well, I grew up in a church that was King James only by conviction, and they made it a doctrine. I remember my pastor, who was a good man, a faithful man, faithful to his wife, faithful to his church, telling us all what I now believe to be untrue. I don't think he lied. I don't. I think he was sincere, but he said all the modern versions are perversions. They're all corrupt. They're all based on uh, corrupted Greek New Testaments and Hebrew Bibles. And I believed him. I was a teenager. Why should I not trust my pastor? Yes. Um, and many people out there, in especially the American church, but this is also true in Singapore, and believe it or not, in Korea and in Mexico, it's pretty incredible. There are people who believe the King James Version is, you know, the only true Bible, a lot like the Latin Vulgate was for the Roman Catholic Church for many centuries, and in some places still kind of serves in that role. Um, but that's not William Tyndall's part. That's not the Reformation view. The Reformation view is that the Hebrew and the Greek are inspired by God, and we need to put the Hebrew and Greek, into the languages of the common people all around the world. That's how we got a King James Version, and we need to hang on to that value of vernacular translation. We can't let it slip by holding on to a translation that slowly is going to become unintelligible yes. over time. So do I do I lament the possible loss of the King James Version? Well, yes and no. I mean, it's a good tradition. I'm glad we have it. It's exercised a massive influence over the English-speaking Christian Church. But I don't regret the loss of Wycliffe. I don't regret the loss of the Matthew Bible that came before the King James Version. Why not? Well, right. because we don't speak those Englishes anymore. 
I want the Bible in my language, and I want the plowboy to have it in his language. That's fabulous. Okay, Mark, so clearly you've spent a lot of time and scholarship, much deep reading and thought and scholarship throughout this thing. So what's your takeaway? I mean, when you wrote Authorized, the Use and Misuse of the King James Bible, what is it that you you think about that's the most important thing that we should know? I mentioned 1 Corinthians 14 that the Bible says we need to use intelligible language if we want to edify others. And I think also Matthew 28, 19, and 20 is important here, that Jesus said, all authority, all power is given to me. And then he commissions his disciples in the Great Commission. He says that you need to go and teach all nations, teaching them to observe whatever I have commanded you. And we know that without English Bible translation and Japanese Bible translation and Urdu Bible translation, people aren't going to be able to do that. They're not going to know everything that the Lord says to them. So I came away from all my studies on this topic really intent on this value of putting the Bible into the language of the common people, not making the difficult parts easy, although I don't mind having translations that do that, but generally speaking, for most people, having a Bible translation that makes it as accessible as possible. On a sidewalk that is newly laid in concrete, rather than one that's old and has cracks and bumps in it, you can still get down the one with cracks and bumps, which you're going to trip and fall a little bit. I don't want that. I want the plowboy to be able to have the Bible in his English so he can learn to observe everything Christ has commanded him so that the intelligible language of Scripture will edify him. Wow. Mark, that's beautiful. Well said. Listen, fascinating. You're, You're an amazing personality here with great scholarship. I really appreciate this conversation. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much. Pleasure's ours. Mark Ward, authorized the use and misuse of the King James Bible. You can find him online, Mark Ward, where uh, he is uh, blogging on a regular basis by faithweunderstand.com. Mark Ward. When you've got water, fire, or smoke damage, there's no debate. You have to vote yellow. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Our team is ready to help 24 hours a day. The man, the yellow man. This election year, you can vote red or you can vote blue, but yellow is always the right choice. Demand the yellow van when you have water damage and call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Call Service Master. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit extremetruck.net. 412-257-1006, 412-257-1006, extremetruck.net. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company helps you customize your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Unlike things you paid for you didn't need, like that much-needed 125-inch flat-screen TV. It's hurting my eyes a lot. For your 100-square-foot bedroom. My neck isn't so much stiff as it's completely stuck. With Liberty Mutual, get customized home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Uh-oh, I'm seeing color splotches. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. 
Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. The long hours of studying, the finals of the semester are all over. And, like all campuses across America, Grove City is quiet for the Christmas break. I have to be honest that since my daughter's been home, after living through finals... She's been sleeping about 16 hours out of every day. (laughs) Say no more. Mine as well. But isn't it great to catch up and to hear about all that happened in this past semester and how vital, how engaged, how active Grove City has been. And I see the change in my son. And it's not just the academics. It's not just the classes, the five classes my daughter had or the five really excellent professors she was able to interface with. But it's all the extra stuff. It's the it's the Bible study. It's the small group thing. It's the athletic team, whatever it is that the kids. It just makes the whole experience richer, better. And it's the kind of thing that by the time vacation's over, my daughter's really looking forward to getting back to. Exactly. So... As the students at Grove City College take a break, we're fortunate, so happy, that as Christ is in the middle throughout all the academics, there's a time to break, a time to relax, and that's what's happening right now. If your child is interested in a quality education with Jesus in the middle, we suggest you look online, Grove City College at gcc.edu. Merry Christmas. Partly to mostly cloudy tonight, low 33. Cloudy with a shower around for Tuesday, high 55. Tuesday night, clouds breaking with some fog late, low 33. Patchy fog to start Wednesday, otherwise clouds and sun with a high 50. Thursday, cloudy, breezy, and colder with a high 36. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Kids home from college. Uh, still, that's a long break. Uh, and uh, we have this drawer. I, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to claim it. Actually, they have a drawer, and I wonder if you have a drawer in your own house that is filled with cables. I mean, miscellaneous phone chargers, printer cables, USB things. I mean, it, it is like you know. I, I go in there. It's uh, it's in one of the drawers in the dining room in the. China cabinet. I open it up once in a while. Just kind of, it's like a box of technology memories. There are so many weird things in there. It's all this jumble of spaghetti. And I don't, I think I'm the only one who goes in there and I kind of do it just as like a little trip of nostalgia just to see, oh, remember that thing? Oh, what's that all about? I, maybe, uh, I don't know, at the beginning of the, uh, the uh, winter break, I said to my one of my kids, hey, I'm going to throw this stuff out. Oh, no, no, please, Dad. That's important. I might need that sometime. Seriously, there is stuff in there, I, I know, I'm, I'm sure, from like 1986. I'm, I guarantee you there is stuff in there. But it's a box of spaghetti cables that maybe, you know, when – Third World War is upon us, and we have no internet access, and we find that old fax machine plug that's necessary, we'll be heroes. I don't know. I think every family has one, and I just kind of wonder about you and your life. Have you got yourself a spaghetti box of old cables and old phones? Do you remember your first um, phone? I have a phone. My first phone looks like, it kind of looks like the size of maybe the width of two Bic 
lighters in about as long. It's like a Nokia phone. I thought when I got that thing, I thought, I cannot believe I'm holding this phone in my hand. And I wonder what year that was. Maybe like 1999 or something like that. I don't, I, Is that the I, one with the snake game on it? Snake game? I don't know, Mike. There was a, there was like maybe there one or like two one, games on that. Yeah. But I thought I could not believe I had that phone. I can't. And my kids pull it out, you know, whenever they were little, they thought that was kind of high tech cool. Yeah. Do you, do you still have your first phone? No, no. It was, I, I remember it vividly though. It was a blue. Nikea, or Nokia. 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 That's that's what I'm talking yeah. about. It was a blue Nokia. It, it wasn't even a flip phone. No, that's mine too. Just, it was just like, you know, yeah, one big chunk. Exactly. That's my phone yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. I and, love and that had, phone. It, I, I think it only had one game. I think, I think it just had the snake game. I'm going to find that and bring it in. <laughs> I wonder if you fired that up, what would happen? Would, I don't know. You might. Here, here's what, maybe like three months from now, you get a bill from somebody. <laughs> Because you turn the phone on, all of a sudden people are like, oh yeah, it's active. Anyway, that that you know the old technology, I love it. It's weird, but I, I kind of just want to divorce myself from it and throw it away. But it, there's an emotional component to it all. I don't know. Okay, we'll take a break. Come back. We're going to go and uh, talk about Iran. What is going on with Iran? From a person who was born there, lived there, and fortunately for her, I believe that she's no longer there. Mondazond Irvin is with us in just a couple of minutes. Stick around. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. One hundred one point five WORD. This week from Chuck Swindoll. I won't ask you to raise your hand, Kate. But uh, truth be told, many of you who are listening right now would have to confess you are addicted to worry. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Learning to trust God with Chuck Swindoll and Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. Whether looking for a restaurant for dinner reservations or shopping for a major purchase, online reviews are a big part of the research consumers consider before making a decision. Unfortunately, many mattress review sites are paid by mattress companies to recommend their products, which makes it hard to trust the reviews. At the Original Mattress Factory, we do things differently. We value transparency and honesty, and we don't pay for reviews or mislead our customers. Read reviews from our actual customers at OriginalMattress.com. At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that selecting your new mattress is a decision that's too important to rush. You should only purchase a mattress when you're ready, and you're assured you got the best value. That's why we offer our lowest and best price to everyone, every day. You don't have to wait for a holiday weekend, haggle with a sales associate, or face the pressure of a today-only sale. You can take your time and make a choice that is right for you, knowing that you'll always get our best price. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Looking for a challenging, hands-on education taught from a biblical worldview? Look closer at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon at our K-6 grade open house this Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Jubilee nurtures young minds through an award-winning integrated curriculum, monthly educational field trips, and special programs like art, Kathy's music, drama, snapology, and Spanish. 
and affordable education with generous financial aid. Jubilee Christian School. Imagine. Believe. Achieve. At jubileecs.org. Camping in the great outdoors can be a lot of fun, but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat. Antiochian Village offers the best of both worlds with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic Ligonier, plus all the technology and connectivity you need to make your retreat a success. With 100 hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus, 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. Antiochian Village. Book now at antiochianvillage.org. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of Licko Chops, get the third bottle free. New improved Licko Chops with omega-6, omega-3, vitamin E, and now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. And dogs love it. Try Licko Chops. Buy two, get one free. This is Henry Lukasiewicz for Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I don't know about you, but when I see what's happening in Iran, especially, you know, when you see the street protest, you know, last week, you know, how many people, a million or more, you know, walking for the funeral of... uh, Soleimani, the the terrorist, you know, his funeral. But then this week you see people in the street, you know, chanting against the Iranian regime. My heart breaks for the people of Iran because I I truly do believe that the super large majority of Iranians there are being pushed down against their own will, that the Ayatollahs, they are not good and kind people. And there was a time in Iran not that long ago where they were deeply modern, where there was great flourishing in Iran. And, of course, if you know your recent history, you know what happened when the the Shah left Iran and the uh, Ayatollahs took over. It's just heartbreaking. It really is. Well, Mondazan Irvin is with us. Monda came to the United States as a political refugee in 1980. She became a citizen of the U.S. three years later, and then she began her fight for human rights in, in Iran. Now, prior to coming to the United States, Mondazan Irvin was the managing director of the Department of Statistics and International Affairs at the Customs Administration in Iran. Um, she is the founder, the president of the Alliance of Iranian Women, a group with has, which has deep connections with the Iranian dysphoria and within Iran. She is frequently consulted by the members of Congress. She's uh, testified before Congress, the Helsinki Commission, the United Nations. She's got a brand new book out as well called The Ladies' Secret Society, History of the Courageous Women of Iran. And uh, Manda, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me. Manda, it's always a great pleasure. Listen, Manda, for people who don't know your story, can, can you encapsulate what it was like I mean, you know, I, I briefly talked about that in the be- beginning introduction, but you lived in an, in Iran, which is unrecognizable by today. Yes, yes. I lived in Iran where into, uh, during the 70s. We had uh, three senators, women senators. We had 25 members of the parliament, wow. women, and two women members of the cabinet. Wow. And I had just graduated from university in America, had gone back, and in 1979, my position, I had, uh, I was kind of new at work, like not more than six, seven years. I see. And, uh, but the whole issue is that um, 
these these people are not really Iranian. They have been brought imported to Iran in 17th century by the Turks who had invaded Iran and they were they, they were Shiites and they brought Shiites into Iran and forced it on their people. I see. So so you're saying the Ayatollahs they are not necessarily Iranians. Yes, Ayatollahs. Yeah, the the Shiite clergy that who are ruling Iran now. I see. They you know uh, being a patriot Iranian in Iran under this regime is that you are a Mahareb. Mahareb in their language means the enemy of Allah and you are fit to be to be executed because the only thing that you can you can support and you can stand by and be loyal to is their Islamic Shiaism that they are forcing on you. And if you say, no, I'm Iranian and I love my country and I love my culture, my civilization of 3,000 years, they will call you the enemy of Allah. I see. Okay, now, I don't want to um, whitewash the Shah because, of course, the Shah had his own particular problems as well. But, you know, the Shah was a friend of the United States. Of course, he was uh, propped up by the United States of America. But, you know, what happened in Iran, it was a very modern, deeply progressive place. And you were the benefactor of that. I mean, you your education here in the United States, you went back to Iran, you worked within the government, you know, you drove a car, you looked great. There was restaurants and entertainment, and it was in many ways what the United States looks like today in, in some ways. But almost overnight, when the Shah left, whenever there was the beginnings of the siege of the Iranian Revolution, when the Shah was spirited out of, of Iran, and then the Ayatollah came into power, it was as if someone flipped a switch and took Iran back to the Dark Ages, yes? Yes, I, and I can tell you who switched the, switched the switch. President Jimmy Carter. Tell us that. And this is not what I am saying. It's the declassified CIA records of the 1978-79, the plot that President Carter, his administration, uh, decided that they want to establish Islam in Iran. Why would they do that, Mondo? Why would that happen? That would be a very good question. I think some of the things that his mem- the member of his administration had told him, I have in my book that I have written, I have given the whole history that what happened and what, what did they do. And I have also the pictures of the letters between Khomeini and President Carter mm. and how all these people who they plotted against Iran, I can say, to establish Islam in Iran. And one of the issues that we keep hearing in, 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 in America is that the whole, this mess in the Middle East was created when Bush, Bush, George W. Bush went to Iraq and got rid of Saddam Hussein. That's not when this whole mess started. No, no. This whole mess started when President Carter established Shiite clergy rule in Iran. 
Mondazan Irvin is with us. Uh, she is from Iran, uh, grew up there and moved from Iran, actually escaped from Iran in 1980. She's written a book called The Ladies' Secret Society, History of the Courageous Women of Iran. So, of course, the uh, Iranian hostage crisis, American diplomats and their staff were held for 440 days. Uh, Jimmy Carter left office. Ronald Reagan came in. The hostages were released. And uh, this new era began. Monda, talk about your own personal journey. When the hostage crisis happened and when there was a new regime change, what happened to you personally? Well, uh, at that point, I had, as I said, I was very young and I had a very high position because in those times, you know, Iranians were getting highly educated. And so especially Iranian women, we were given opportunity. So um, uh, at that time, my father was worried. He had three daughters. My one of my sisters was a opera singer, which in this regi- under that re- this regime, they said singing is is a is a uh, is anti-Islam and it is a sin to sing or music or dance or be happy. That's what the system is. Wow. So um, my um, my sister and myself, my father was very worried, and he said, "This is not the the, the system that you can survive under." And he was worried about what's going to happen to us. So um, what uh, he encouraged us to get the first flight out of the country. He said, I don't care where you go, just as long as you're out of here. Even my boss, who was later, months later, was executed by the regime. My boss, who told me, well, I, you know, he couldn't tell me directly, but he said, well, you haven't been, I saw your file, you haven't been on a vacation, why don't you take a trip to Europe or something? Really? Hmm. And when I told my father, my father said, you see, he's telling you in so many words the same thing that I'm telling you. Fascinating. So, so I, uh, I, I fled. <laughs> yes. So now, Manda, 40 years after the fact, you've been in America, you've married, raised a family. Um, are there any connections at all? Do you have any friendships with anyone left in Iran? Yes, of course. I have, I have had family, the kind of older generation. Both my parents died within the first uh, six, seven, eight years of the revolution. My father had a heart attack because they sort of, uh, uh, anyway. And, uh, and so I still have a couple of members of the family living in Iran. I also have a lot of friends. Yes. Um, many of us, like, let's say 90% have left the country, but there's still 10% that are still living there. And I have connections, especially with the young women, younger generation, who were not living uh, during my era in Iran. They were born after the so-called revolution. I see. And, and, uh, and they, uh, they absolutely hate this regime. They do. Now, wait, now, so when I see, when I see, like all of us do, Manda, and, you know, people shouting, death to America, death to America, I think, oh, these are dangerous zealots. They hate us. Uh-huh. This must be all of Iran. You're saying that's not the case. No, no. That's, that's just, you see, when you keep, when you keep, when you keep a, a, a people hungry, no jobs, no nothing, under the thumb of the dictatorial rule of people like Soleimani, you know, the so-called, they call him gener- general, he yes. was no general, he had no education, but he was a good murderer, 
uh, when uh, and then they have the people, the government employees. If you don't go when they tell you to go, you, they're they're going to kick you out. Now in that economy, you can't afford to lose your job. When 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 uh, the, all these members of the Revolutionary Guards and the Besiege and the you know um, and uh, those people, they tell them bring your children, your wives, your family, your father, mother, everybody. So that's the crowd that you see. I see on on the Western media. But when the people heard that uh, that uh, uh, Soleimani was killed. They were so happy. They were on the streets, clapping and singing, jumping, jumping up and down. That's why the supreme leader immediately announced three days of mourning. That means nobody is allowed to speak on the streets or do anything. Oh, it's a heartbreak. Monda, our, our time is up, and, and I'm sorry for that because it's fascinating, the story that you're telling us. Please come back and join us again, won't you? I, it would be my pleasure. The pleasure has been ours. Manda Zand Irvin, her latest book is called The Ladies' Secret Society, History of the Courageous Women of Iran. Manda Zand Irvin, you can find her online. Remember those 300-piece some assembly required toy sets? The ones your kids loved, but you were too proud to use the instructions. Yeah, you figured it out, eventually. The looks on their faces were worth it, but you listened to your wife the next time when she told you to just read the manual. Some assembly is required for retirement, too. It may not always be fun, but it matters. And that's why Accurate Solutions Group invites you to a dinner workshop to talk about retirement's most common concerns, things like taxes, Social Security, if you have too much money in the market, and much more. Seating is limited, so pick the date that works for you by calling to register today. Call or text RSVP to 412-515-0005. That's 412-515-0005. Start assembling your retirement plan with help from Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, mm-hmm. phones, mm-hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. <laughs> your weight is up. <laughs> You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds mm-hmm. for just around $200 a month for for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you got to say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you got to call Big Lou. Got to. 800 555-2085. Write it down. 800-555-2085. For your next event, instead of worrying about catering to your guests, why not just enjoy them? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides homemade satisfaction that puts you at ease, whatever the occasion. Like their roast beef and stuffed chicken breast with mashed or roasted potatoes and green beans, just $10.95 a person. 
Visit cookedgoosecatering.com slash word and see what's cooking. The Cooked Goose Catering Company, just good food. Every cup of Circle K coffee is ground in the moment. So whether you're craving coffee now or now, you'll get the freshest cup in the world at Circle K. Every cup ground fresh, starting at a dollar at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. Coast to Coast Career Fairs is coming to Pittsburgh. Don't miss this opportunity to meet the area's top employers. This free job fair will be held Tuesday, January 14th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Doubletree by Hilton and Greentree. For more, visit coasttocoastcareerfairs.com. Hey, you guys. Hey, you. Dave Brubeck on the way home. Hey, listen, uh, I know we watched a lot of football this weekend. We did. But there's another football game tonight. You know that? There's football tonight. Uh, National College Football National Championship, LSU uh, versus Clemson. I got to tune in. I like college football. Mike, are you a fan? You going to watch? Most definitely, yeah. Yeah, what the heck. Um, Is your wife long-suffering or is she supportive thereof? She's supportive. Okay, good. Yeah, she's supportive for the most part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my poor wife. She's got three guys in her house, and it's just her. So she's kind of had to go. Okay, I like it. That's fine. <laughs> she got no choice. Yeah, really, she really doesn't. But you know, I still. This is like a little. When I turned on, I feel a little guilty. Yeah, I do. I just gonna watch some football tonight. Anyway, thanks for being along. Podcast is up and running after we leave the air. Uh, John and Kathy Show Have yourself a great night, and God willing, we'll see. You. Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.